communicate with them and tell them, you know, you're coming on a little strong. Like I really enjoyed our first date. Like I'd be interested in seeing you again, but like I need to take things slow and get to know you a little bit better. And I think a lot of guys would be able to hopefully hear that and tone it down a little bit. And then, you know, they could turn out to be like a really great match, a really great guy. And then if they can't hear that, then like they can't communicate. So like onwards anyway. Yeah. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode. So Hannah's back in North Carolina. Now. I know. She my was trip, out here. My trip was too short. But it was nice to see you. I know, it was, so, it was so fun. I texted her last night, and I was like, I miss our dinner dates. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, you should. Uh, Hannah was uh, just out here in Los Angeles visiting, and it was so much fun. We did a lot of things. We hung out with a couple of previous guests of the show in person. Mm-hmm. Hannah got to finally meet them because some of them live out here in LA. So that was such a treat. And I took you around. I didn't do like the standard, like, because you've been LA, to LA before. Yeah, I've already been. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have to, like, you know, give you a whole tour of the city or anything. You didn't like have that. to take me on the hike to the Hollywood sign. Like, I've already done I that. I was not going to, <laughs> even if it had been your first time, I haven't even gone on a hike to the Hollywood sign. You were like, um, and that was never on the itinerary. Absolutely so not. No, that, that was never. Any of my, because I've had a couple of friends come out here and visit me, for like, and it's their first trip, like, to LA. And mm-hmm. no, like, I take them to the Griffith Observatory. Um, no, but we didn't take me hi- there. We ain't going on a hike. <laughs> Oh, who the fuck do you think I am? Like, a hiker, duh. <laughs> no, I haven't even no. done it myself. Yeah. So yeah, I've already done no. it. So, you know. Oh, good for you. I did that. And then I went, I think I went when I graduated from high school. And we went to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Oh, you did or, the fucking, you went to oh Hollywood. Oh my God, it was disgusting. You went Hollywood to Hollywood. Hollywood is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. No one who lives here goes to, I had to cut through Hollywood yesterday to get on Coenga and I wanted to kill myself because I live in West Hollywood. So like, there's no easy way to get there. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. yeah. We went, when we went, my mom was like, this is disgusting. I was like, yeah, this is gross. Like, let's go back to where we were. Traffic back to like is, Santa Monica and yeah. all that. Traffic's horrible. Um, there was like a fucking award show or a movie premiere every fucking weekend. And so they block off everything for that on Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah, it's just gross. 10 and out of 10, do not recommend. Yeah, no. Um, literally, if you think it's all like glitz and glamour and like there's so much like sun, like beautifulness to the Hollywood Boulevard, one, it's just a couple blocks. Two, it will be coyly diminished because it's literally like Times Square. Um, there's just yeah. so many other things to go explore. There's so many other Like same with parts. New York City, like so many better parts. Than to the Times Square Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. So I like will do a, if people have never been here before, I'll do like a quick drive through of Hollywood mm. Boulevard in the morning, like when there's not as many people there. Yeah. Um, just be like, okay, here it is. Okay, there's the Chinese meat theater. Okay, goodbye. I mean, because yeah, like I would first time out here, I wanted to see that stuff too. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. kind of does. But then like when you see it once, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. 
but no, we went to Venice, um, went to Little Lunch, shout out Little Lunch, shout out Allie and Chris, we love them, they're friends, the show, been on the show, you guys have heard of them before, if you're an avid listener, um, and then we, you know, we did my favorite restaurants, we went to like the Blue Plate, um, Oysteretta in Santa Monica, delicious, yes, delicious, I think that was probably my favorite meal that we had, well, we had two meals, so, yeah, you know, well, not including breakfast, so. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> out of the two. Out second of the two. Was, <laughs> second one was Catch, which, let me tell you, right, I like Catch. I like Catch Las Vegas. Catch I think Vegas that I also better. would like Catch Las Vegas. Catch Las Vegas has a raw bar, so you can Which is get, what like, we would have been, we would have yes. done. Yeah. Um, catch LA is so sushi based and I am like not the biggest sushi fan. Also, it's fucking expensive as shit. Um, yeah. And there's honestly, mm-hmm. it's not as pretty as Vegas. Vegas is a 10 times prettier. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. the LA skyline, but like just the decor of LA, um, catch up Las Vegas is 10 times better. Um, there's also one in New York, but I've never been to that one. Um, and yeah, just mac and cheese subpar. Gonna say it right here, right now. Yeah. Kind of <sighs> tastes like, I don't, what did you say it tastes like? Because I'm totally... Re- you said spaghetti. Yeah. It, well, it looked like spaghetti. Did it... It didn't taste it like spaghetti. Tasted it tasted like, like... It was mascarpone cheese. So it's like a cream cheese uh, instead of it being like like cheddar that you're thinking I mean, of. we were both starving in it and we ate it. it and I it was, still ate it. It was still I'm very... Not, it was still saying, good. Yeah. It just wasn't my like... I Like, I wouldn't go back there and get that again. Yes, exactly. So. Um, we saw Nick Vile. Um, we did. Not, and uh, I 10 out of 10 wanted to go up to him and be like, do you want to come on our podcast? Please go on our podcast. Um, but just shout him out this episode. Like, we saw we, you. We didn't saw bother you. At little you. Lunch. I didn't bother you. You were with Would Natalie. Would you like to come on yes. our podcast? <laughs> I have friends that know Natalie that are friends with Natalie. So I want to be like, hey, can you ask Natalie if her boyfriend would want to come on our podcast? podcast true yes so much Mm -hmm. la's got some good coffee that's all i gotta say yes Mm -hmm. i don't i wouldn't know i don't drink it Um, every place we went that first breakfast place we went beachwood cafe amazing the coffee's out and the the coffee was not out uh it was definitely in and (laughs) uh their french toast is amazing and their potatoes i'm not even a big like breakfast potato gal those were delicious. Yes, I took you there. I also took you to Republic, um, which was very good. They got some good fruit. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I made Emily try fruit for the first time. I have had fruit. <laughs> do not put that. Do not. Do not. Do not. Okay, for the first time fruit. in a long time. <laughs> I am not a fruit fan because sometimes it is either too sweet or too tart. I am more of a vegetable. Gal. You are a vegetable gal. But the, you have to admit the strawberry was pretty good. Strawberry was pretty good, yes. But you're not a fan. Which one did you not, were you not a fan of? Blueberries. blueberries. I, and I could have told you that because when I used to work at a smoothie shop, I hated blueberries. I love blueberries, but they yeah, have to no. be sweet. If they're bitter, I don't want them. No, that one was yeah. too tart. No, I'm not a fan. No. Yeah. I am a green gal. I am. We also greens. saw famous person there too. Trixie Mattel, yeah. Famous yeah. drag queen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, delightful. Just living it up, big time. Uh, yeah, you got a nice like celebrity sighting. On I this did, I did, and it was perfect weather. Yep, we got to go to Aritzia and Zara. I mean, yeah, I go there like all, all the time. Well, yeah. I don't because the closest <laughs> one is in Nashville, Tennessee. 
which I'm trying to plan a trip in sometime soon, August maybe, um, to go record. But so then I'll have to go there. But yeah, Nashville is about mm, eight hours away. So we see the the through line that you're just trying to get to go shopping. It's fine. Yeah, always. I'm always (laughs) trying to shop those high end brands. Always. We love it. We love it. Um, What is your captivation though? So I have two, but I'll just do one. Or maybe I'll do both. I don't know. They're both kind of shitty. The first one is... Wow, way to really <laughs> sell us Hannah. Listen, Good job. I, I have been like almost working 10 days straight with one day off at a hospital that I've stayed overtime every single day. So I kind of haven't had time to do anything other than feed babies. Um, so outside of feeding children, um, I do like to watch TV and... I'm watching this Netflix show with Blaine, and I don't know how he stumbled upon it, but it's called Van Helsing, and it's about the like post-apocalyptic world where vampires have taken over. And there's vampires that can like speak and talk, and then there's feral vampires that are called ferals that are just like animals. Um, and then the main character is this girl, Vanessa Van Helsing, and she can bite... Well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't think any of you guys are going to watch this. Nope. But um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know about her power, then continue on. Um, she can bite the vampires or if they bite her to try to turn her, she turns them back human and they can no longer be turned back into vampires. Anyways, it's kind of cheesy. Um, it's a little like Walking Dead vibes, uh, but we're kind of sucked into it and there's five seasons. So we have to just continue. My other captivation is the Little Debbie's Cosmic Brownies, if you know, you know. So The, the, the polarity of these two. Iconic. Yeah, it's, icon- it's iconic. We're vampires and Little Debbie Brownies with the little, I don't even know what they are, the little crunchies that are colorful. Candies? Yeah, they're, they're like candies. crunchy, crunchy candies. They're candies. They're so cute. <laughs> it's taking me back to like middle school. Your Jonah, ban- your Jonah's brain bandwidth right now is just so thin. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It could snap at any point. It probably is it's already probably snapping. <laughs> it's currently doing it. What is your captivation? Thank you so much for asking. I'm getting better. I'm really oh, trying to be cognizant. Touch. So mine's also a TV show, um, but it is only like four episodes deep right now. So it just came out recently. It is Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu, starring Andrew Garfield and Daisy Edgar-Jones from Normal People. But it is about a... It's based off a true crime. It's based off a book that's based off a true crime that happened, I think, in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. um, And is about a murder that happened within the Mormon church and really, like, shook a lot of people because of the violent, how violent and how widespread it was. And Andrew Garfield's character, like if you liked Hacksaw Ridge and his character in Hacksaw Ridge, you kind of like this because he does play a Mormon in this, but he's a Mormon, he's a lead detective. And within it, it's really interesting with this character because he is, you know, trying to solve this case and find out like this violent murder that happened within the Mormon church. And, while also struggling with his own Mormon beliefs because the people who committed these murders were Mormons. And it's just like, 
how we don't we our beliefs are definitely not aligned like how Mm -hmm. is this what you're interpreting the Bork of mormon to be and that's not what i'm interpreting it as and just really struggling with his you know faith and i think andrew garfield's played this type of character very much in his career and so i think it's really interesting to see that and then daiser edgar jones is such a delight um love her like in everything um Mm. but yeah it's only like it's a little it's very heavy to watch um so like it's not like oh this is gonna be a really relaxing yeah, no, like it's, butterfly. <laughs> it is it is that not gruesome because you don't see you you see it some violence um but the subject matter and what occurs is very heavy um not for the faint of heart but like it if you like thinking and trying to solve a mystery because you don't know exactly what happened either um and why this person was killed and like who did it and who else is gonna die um so you're i don't know the answers or anything i'm still i'm only episode four in so like you're also trying to solve it along with the detective so Hmm. really interesting really really good um the dad from um twilight taylor lautner's dad not bella's dad taylor lautner's dad jacob's dad uh Mm -hmm. he's also in it he's great Hmm. he's fantastic he's funny um so yeah wow on hulu fx andrew garfield he it's just killing it lately. I think he's going to get a good Emmy nomination for it. Dang. Your description of a show compared to my description of a show. I also am a screenwriter, Hannah. night and day. <laughs> you, could have, you could probably sell the Van Helsing show to the, to the audience, and I could never. So Part of grad you. school. Part of grad school was pitching Hannah, and so... Well, I think I did a terrible job, so... You did. You did. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, it's okay. I never never pretended to act like I know what's going on. I don't even know who's in the show. Never seen him before, but there it is. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well... Here on that are. note, here we uh, go. <laughs> before we get into today's episode, we have such a delightful guest. And it's an episode that the boys, you're going to want to listen to. For Send this boys. to your guy friends. Send this to your guy friends. If they're single and struggling with dating, you're going to want them to listen to this episode. Blaine gives such amazing advice. And you're not Hannah's boyfriend. Not yeah, Hannah's fiance, not, Blaine. No. Although... I would love to hear his commentary. I would love to hear it. I told him, I said, he said, oh, I've got tons of questions. And I said, well, whenever you want to hop on the podcast, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> we could have, have a Blaine double fiance. feature. Interview the fiance. Yes. Trust me, the fans are wanting it. The gals the want it. The fans would love it. They I want him. I'm just I gotta, will I just got to convince him. Convince I want him. to lead the in, the interrogation. That's fine. That's fine. We have two mics. What, he can sit on one side. We're going to sit far away. That's what it will be is an interrogation. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Tell me about Ooh. the first time. <laughs> what are your intentions with Hannah? Um well, to, to to marry If her? you like it then you should have put a ring on. And it. he did. Alrighty. And then <laughs> Before we get into today's episode, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. And if you are interested, make sure you also check out our own personal social medias. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can hit subscribe. And you can also give us a five-star rating um, that is available now on mobile. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Also leave us a review and five stars and some comments. It really does help us out, gals. Uh, And that about does it. Let's get into today's interview. 
Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the studio today, we have a very special guest. It's actually a male uh, dating coach. First we've ever had on the podcast and she is such a delight. She also shares the same name as Hannah's fiance, which is a fun fact for you guys. (laughs) Everyone, please welcome Blaine Anderson, aka Dating by Blaine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are so thrilled to have you. We've been wanting to do like I know we're called the gals guide. So like and mm-hmm. predominantly like a ton of our audience are women, but mm-hmm. we've been wanting to do dating from a male perspective or like from the men's side for a yeah. bit. And I think it's so interesting that you are a woman and like, you're, you know, taking it from, you're helping men instead of helping like typically girls. Out. I feel like a lot of the girls we have on, we have a ton of dating coaches, you know, they're always so geared towards, you know, helping women. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think like, you know, dating coach perspective men should probably listen to women a lot that's more how I feel <laughs> they listen to other men because like you have it's like getting the inside scoop basically yeah yeah that's so what I, I mean that's what I say like who better to teach you how to understand women than a woman what do these guys know about women <laughs> clearly nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into um the episode I wanted to ask you is there anything that you're currently captivated by every episode we always ask our guests what their current captivations are are, and we'd love to know what yours is. Yeah. So mine's a little, I don't know, some might say boring, but I'm currently captivated by um, sleep meditations. So I have you been... are the second person that's came on here and really this like recent like within the past like month. Yeah. We recently had a guest. Like, yeah, Victoria Alario, she was on uh-huh. here and she said the same thing. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like my days have been so busy. I mentioned I'm getting married in three weeks. So like every spare moment I am doing something, answering an email. And I under I believe in the benef- benefits of meditation, like I've experienced it myself, but even finding that time during my day. I'll think like, okay, I'll do it an hour. I'll do it, you know, after lunch, whenever. And it never happens, but reliably I'm going to be in bed at some point and I can turn on a meditation and then it makes me fall asleep so much faster. And I really feel like I also sleep better um, and have more interesting dreams also. Okay. I've been really enjoying it. I'm officially going to try this out now. The fact that so many people have now recommended (laughs) this, maybe I will actually get a good night rest and not. Yeah wake up three times in the middle of the night <laughs> and keeps you you know like when your head is spinning in bed and you're thinking about all the things you have to do if you really focus on the breathing and there's someone guiding you through it so relax your eyes relax your tongue relax your shoulders and it's so helpful to just get your mind out of the race of life that it's generally going through which is I feel like I must just be like I don't know, like a pro very, at sleeping. Yeah, like <laughs> the minute my head, Emily can attest to this. The minute my head hits the pillow, I am out. Like I, I love that for sleep. you. That's great. I so fast. And so I'm like, I don't know if I could do a meditation. Like, I feel like they'd be saying all these things. I'm like, just shut up. Like, I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> she, you cannot have a single noise occurring when you're sleeping. So yeah, you would be like, like wide awake like, listening oh, to it so attentively that you're not able to like but meditate I would be interested in the dream thing because I have a lot of stress anxiety dreams which mm. might be like what typical people who can't fall asleep have before they fall asleep like where they're in that like anxious cycle mine are in mm. my dreams like I'll dream about mm. what like a 
client at work and like yeah. something goes wrong. So yeah, I think like that's worse. So maybe yeah, try the meditation. Yeah, I'm like, maybe if I try it, it'll have the opposite effect. And <laughs> so who you knows? Clear your mind before going to sleep. Yeah, exactly. The, the gals are doing experiments now with sleep. We're that's our next episode. There we go. <laughs> But you said, um, before we started recording, you said that there was, you listened to like one of our recent episodes and you said, I made a comment. I'm assuming yeah. dating in the LA. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> online dating in particular. Okay. What is it? Wait, because I get this question all the time from guys and I know what my go-to answer is, but you touched on it. So I want to know like what you have to say. You yeah. were saying like when someone asked me, like, why is your Instagram handle in your profile? It's like, obviously because you want like people to follow you. But if somebody from a dating app reaches out to you on Instagram, like someone maybe that you haven't matched with, they just saw you, is that a good thing? Or is that like, no, keep it on the platform? What are your thoughts Uh, on that? I don't mind. Uh, One reason I did have it was, uh, you know, followers, but then also because Mm -hmm. uh, I actually have been banned from Tinder and Uh uh, we put through a hypothesis because Tinder doesn't tell you when they're banned that okay. I've had, I had two guys message me before thinking that I was a catfish that like I was using somebody else's photos. So I think somebody else was using my photos probably. Uh, and so I did that to like verify like, Hey, like this is, this is me. me. Like I'm real um, kind of thing. But I also am so inconsistent sometimes with dating apps uh, mm-hmm. and if they find me on there and message me and I don't see, like, I don't get on hinge for instance, for like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and they, they come across my hinge and DM me. I'm like, Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Saves me time. Like from having to sit yeah. there and dig. Cause in LA there's so many like profiles, especially on apps like Bumble, yeah. like where you can't see all your matches. Cause I'm not yeah. paying $40 yeah. a month <laughs> for that. It's just, it kind of like, it lets me know like, Hey, like you're really eager to like mm-hmm. kind of talk to me and mm-hmm. it saves me time from like having to literally like go through okay good so it makes them stand out yeah like anything like you're willing to do to kind of like stand out like I'm like don't yeah. show up at my house um yeah. <laughs> if you I have it there for that opportunity too for you to reach yeah. out and dm me I have actually most I think I've only successfully dated like two guys ever from dating apps and one of them I knew already in person and then the other one we recently dated for like a month and you know we had a very long conversation going so like that's why we ended up you know getting to know each other going on dates but those only two guys like successively I've gone on multiple dates with those people other Mm -hmm. guys it's because they actually slid into my like dms or Mm. we either knew each other in person so the dm slide has actually worked for me uh Uh a fair couple of times like we had this guy reoccurring on our podcast that I've dated called the writer we dated for like five months and he actually messaged me on Facebook uh, oh so, in Facebook old school yeah <laughs> so like that works for me I've had it happen multiple times and so I say why not try it okay good to know yeah. good perspective <laughs> yeah it just like go ahead like goes ahead and takes it off the app you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, like they're making that additional effort to like reach out yeah. somewhere else. So, and then so, I'm assuming it, it still comes down to like, what's his profile? Like, like what yeah. was his intro, but it does, he skips the queue. <laughs> yeah. Basically it's kind of like just jumping forward to the front of the line. And honestly, just, I, I, cause I hate getting on some of those apps. Like mm-hmm. I don't always have time to sit there and put that much effort into it. So obviously I'm still going to look to see like, if you have a private profile, it does hinder you because 
I can't see what you look like mm-hmm. and I don't want to automatically like follow no, somebody. You can't, like, yeah, you can't yeah. like slide into a girl's DMs if you have a private profile. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not going to follow you and then have that whole exchange if I don't think I mean, you're attractive. You. Yeah, that's just awkward for you everybody. You see it and you're like, oh no, unfollow. <laughs> that's just awkward for everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it at all. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. I was curious. <laughs> I, I feel I have a lot of questions, especially about dating apps for, uh, for you, but I kind of want to touch on a couple other things first before we like dive straight forward into that. And I think one of the biggest ones I thought of today, like when I was, you know, thinking about this episode was, I feel like men are definitely really misunderstood probably when it comes to the dating culture nowadays mm-hmm. especially through you know people we have the advice we give out on this podcast and the advice you see on TikTok and everything like no one can really like break down like what men are going through and I feel like you have like the inside scoops with it like mm-hmm. what do you think men are often misunderstood about like when it comes to dating mm-hmm. I think you know I th- women talk a lot about having like dating anxiety and like that's like an acceptable thing it's like oh you know like I'm like dealing with like find trying to find matches and going on dates and sorting through all these people and like that and I feel like that's openly understood and accepted but men are struggling with a lot of actually the same things anxiety around finding somebody anxiety around a timeline of and societal pressures to find somebody um anxiety around having to approach and feel like they need to be the ones to talk to the woman first. And a lot of, at least, especially with the guys I work with are self-described as introverts and quiet or shy. And so then for them to feel like they have the pressure of like, I have to be the one to break the ice is almost paralyzing in a lot of cases. Oh yeah. I, I can see that. Cause that was another question I was going to ask you was the kind of clients that you typically deal with, like, what is their personality like? Because I was talking to a couple uh, single guy friends that I had, um, over the past week, you know, like, are there any questions that you particularly have? And the ones that had questions, which we will get to, uh, were the more reserved, like shire guys, like the ones I know Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. have huge egos or like, you know, they're super confident. They're like, I don't have any questions. I'm like, okay, well, there are some things you still need to work on, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they don't know it. So they aren't the ones who like take my Oh yeah. Course. Even though I tell them on a daily basis, they still are like, no, we're good. I'm like, okay. All right. You're, you're 25. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Like, are you dealing typically like with more of like the reserved men? Um, I would say like as a generalization, yes. But a lot of those guys that you just mentioned with the big ego- egos and who are confident and like feeling so good about themselves at 25, when they're still single at 35, they're the one they call me. And that, you know, because, and it's not a knock on them necessarily, but just because you're having success now does not mean you're going to find somebody that you want to settle down with if you're not mm-hmm. doing the right things and taking the time to really like understand what women want and how you can deliver that to them. And not to say like, you need to be somebody different than you are, but if you do have to understand how to market yourself and like understand what women want, just like women are aiming to understand what men want, like when they're dating, you know, it's a give and take. Yeah. It's kind of like, you can, you can land a girl in bed, but do you know how to land a girl like in a healthy serious relationship it's completely different skill sets that yeah they think oh because I can get 
type A, that means I can probably get type B, but it's not always the same kind of thing. It never really mm-hmm. is. Like mm-hmm. those women want completely different things at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so how do you like go about like talking like with your clients and like breaking down like what you go through? Like, do you usually like ask them at first, like, you know, what their biggest obstacles and um, what their goals are, or are you like tackling kind of generally at first? So my main service that I offer is a masterclass. So it's a five week course that's based around my five E's of dating, which are empathize, embrace, embody, engage, and execute. So each of those topics go like, so week one, for example, empathize is understanding what women want. Cause if you don't know what women want, like you can't possibly be expected to give that to them. Week two is embrace. So it's like embracing yourself, like understanding what you bring to the table, your value, and really knowing how to then put that out into the world so women can see it too. Um, empathize, embrace, embody. Embody is kind of like putting those two things together in what women want, what you have, and like how you're going to bring that out into the world to meet women. I talk about both online and offline. Then we have engage, so that speaks for itself. It's engaging with women online and offline, communication, and then execute. So it's how you're executing with women on dates, in relationships, like taking things essentially like once you've already like formed the connection, then what? Cool. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That you definitely like, especially tackle like their interior and like what, like they're probably feeling and what they're like wanting, because I don't feel like a lot of guys, at least the ones that I've dated and met, uh, uh, like take that time to really self-reflect and see like what they bring to the table and what they really want. Because yeah. I think a lot of guys probably sell themselves a lot short. Oh yeah. And they don't understand that. Like, no, like they bring a lot to the table and also like what do you actually want in a partner like what do you define mm-hmm. as a healthy serious relationship mm-hmm. and I think a lot of women they know they easily know like go in day one I know what my goal is I know what I want I know what I need in a partner but how often are guys really sitting down analyzing what they want in a partner yeah absolutely and that's I think another one of the things that is kind of is maybe misunderstood is that these guys a lot of times aren't you know, like I know like some really awesome guys or I'll get to know these clients and I'm like, but you have so much going for you, but you're not talking about any of this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying I go in being arrogant and like cocky, but she's only going to know what you tell her, especially if you've met online and on a first date. like, you need to sell yourself a little and not like in a fake way, but like you've accomplished things. Like you've bring a lot to the table. So you, and you can't do that. You can't market yourself if you don't know those things about yourself. And so it's help. It's helpful. I've realized for men to like have the permission to kind of discover and reflect because they just, I don't think men are as inclined to do that as women are, um, you know, out like just on their own. 100%. Yeah, yeah I agree. I guess um, one question that I have is, do you think that a lot of guys, and I'm probably with your clients, you definitely are getting this. I'm sure I, I, I wouldn't imagine you're getting guys who are just wanting to like have short little flings and like just date mm-hmm. here and there. You're want you are working with guys that have very serious goals in mind, like they're wanting to get into a serious relationship. But do you find often like talking with them um, and just men in general that a lot of guys when they're like going on first dates or like they're meeting girls on dating apps in real life that they have those goals in mind, like I know I want to be in a serious relationship, or do you find that they kind of usually figure that out as they're dating? every girl and figuring out individually between the girls it totally depends on the client like some come and they're like 
I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to start a family. Like, I know I want these things. I'm, you know, I'm 35. I figured it out or I'm 40, whatever it is. And then some are like, I'm 25 or I'm 30. And I'm not sure what I want because I haven't dated much because I've been Mm -hmm. focusing on my career or my, like my, you know, parents or my family, whatever it is. Um, and now I'm ready to turn my attention to dating. And I feel like I'm light years behind because I haven't dated yet. So I just really want to go into dating with my best foot forward. And so that's why they come to me and yeah, maybe one day they want to get married, but like first Mm -hmm. they just want to like understand, you know, how to date and get to know more women. That's good. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I, I and that's think, okay too. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. I, I think like a lot of guys are like, I don't, I, they just don't know how to date. Like no one's mm-hmm. really like given them. They don't, they don't really teach do- it in school. Yeah. Like they women, should. women, we just learn trial by error. Like so yeah, and we talk and then, about it with each other. Exactly. And I don't feel like men are sitting around probably talking about their dating lives as like women are. Uh, behind closed yeah. doors yeah and it's not to the same extent that we yeah. do no I've asked you before like how often does uh your fiance Blaine like talk with his guy friends about your wedding planning and like your relationship like, maybe like once every three months when they like stumble upon each other and hang out yeah. <laughs> like was he like he wasn't he wasn't gushing about proposing to you to his best man <laughs> at all no no but <laughs> Do you have any, like, um, like any common obstacles or issues that your clients like come to you about that you've noticed like a trend, like within like problems with dating and stuff? Yeah. I think there's the obvious ones online. Like guys just simply don't know what makes a good photo, no matter how like detailed I can tell them, like they still send me photos that are like, I'm like, I literally just gave you a checklist. And like, do you think this photo meets that? Like we ha- do you need glasses, sir? Like the one um, of them holding the fish that they caught. I like- actually don't have a problem with the fish. If it's like a high quality, clear photo oh. and they want to, and they like to fish. I don't okay, have a problem with the fish either because that tells me I don't want to date you. I don't, I do not <laughs> care about fishing at all. Thank you so much for letting me know who you are. We're not going to work out. Yeah, like- there we go. Literally lets me know up front. Oh gosh, but that's hilarious. I'm a photographer and I photographing men is some of the hardest content. I've like I dread doing couple photos. I'm like, you sure you just don't want photos of yourself, girly? Like, <laughs> like trying to get you. a trying to get a man to pose and smile is like sawing my fingernails off like I swear and their attention span for it is minuscule no and I think so many men's dating profiles can be so much better if they just like you're at a nice restaurant like tell your best friend like the guy you're with ayo dude like you mind taking a photo of me really quickly? Like Perch your mode. Take yeah, a photo. Just like get the frame, get nice lighting, not a mirror shot, like not a photo no, of your car yeah. on a car or anything like that. Just like you're on vacation. I know you're not just sitting at home like, <laughs> and you're with people. Like just ask them to get a photo of mm-hmm. you. Like it's yeah. not that weird. Even no. if you don't want to tell them, like, I think it's for a dating app, like just be, you want a photo of yourself. Like, yeah, that's okay. Wanna, yeah. And it's like, we're all such visual creatures like we see the world in beauty we like love film we love photographs instagram and tiktok are huge and and it's like if these men would just understand that like their picture and their profile is the first thing that someone sees about them it Mm -hmm. literally determines yes or no first impression yeah exactly so it's like take a little bit of like they should approach it as like a resume 
you're going to put more time in your resume for a job than you probably would in your dating profile, but you're still, it's like a similar situation where you're trying to like, she's looking at a lot of resumes. How are you going to stand out and show who you are accurately? Yeah. But like also with a positive spin (laughs) and like with personality. So, yeah, yeah, Mm. exactly. I actually, um, I do, I, I'm not hating against like guys like on their dating profiles. And I want to get more into this with you. Uh, this guy I recently dated like for a month had a photo of his living room as one of his photos on hinge. Cause he loved interior design. And I actually loved that because one reason I went on a date with him was because I liked his like apartment. I was, was he like, in the photo. No, it was just his living room. And I was like, Yo, I love that living room, man. Like that is very nice interior design. Like I've never seen a man with a beautiful home. Like normally yeah. I would be so against, I feel like. That's actually such a turn on. Like, but that's, but that's right? a talking point. Like yeah. that's a talking point that you yeah. could bring up. It's not because he didn't have another photo. Yeah. It's because I'm, it was showing something. Literally yeah. was like, where did you get your lamp it's at? It's not like sir? a sunset with like a beer. And you're like, what? That tells yeah. me nothing. You <laughs> like beer and sunset? You like beer and sunset? Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> like if you're into, like, if you work in film, cause I like am out here in LA and everybody's in film, like, and you have like camera setups, like and vintage cameras, like that's something that you think is cool. Yeah, sure. Put that on your profile if you want to, or something like artistic mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm not against that because I mean, you put a nice living room on there. I'm, I'm going to be turned on to that because it's such a rarity. Also, I'm going to want to know where you got everything too. On top yeah. Of that. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Actually, I thought of another thing that is a common thing I yeah. see with like some really great guys. So since you guys primarily have female listeners, I'm like, listen up ladies. Like I'm going to give you a tip. <laughs> some of these guys I work with, like, cause I really, I get to know them quite well. They're amazing guys and their number one I want to say problem or like mistake that they're making with women is their tendency to overinvest too soon and those are oftentimes the guys who come off as creepy or like clingy and I was like that when I was single I was like why is this guy like texting me so much or like why is he like being so nice to me gross but I know I'm like I was an idiot like these guys have so much to give and to communicate with them and tell them you know you're coming on a little strong like I really enjoyed our first date like I'd be interested in seeing you again but like I need to take things slow and get to know you a little bit better and I think a lot of guys would be able to hopefully hear that and tone it down a little bit and then you know they could turn out to be like a really great match a really great guy and then if they can't hear that then like they can't communicate so like onwards anyway yeah but there's some really great guys out there who have the tendency and I'm, I'm working on them one by one and making my way through <laughs> you're one woman to them all so if you meet them give them that feedback and maybe a second date just forward them this episode like just yeah. just send them the link and just say just yeah. trust me on this one just, just listen just to this me. one this is the one out of all of them this is the one to listen to for real though um but I do I am curious what like your advice is for guys like when it comes to meeting like girls like out in the wild versus Mm -hmm. like on a dating app like how does that vary with like approaching those girls Mm -hmm. so I'm a big fan like if you're interested in dating and you want to meet more people you should be doing both um so I don't like when guys are like oh like 
I'm spending so much time on these apps and I'm not getting matches. I'm like, well, put your phone down and get outside because a lot of times people who might, might not have luck on online are going to do a lot better in person when their personality can shine and that they can really flourish and, you know, they can be charming and show their confidence. Those things aren't communicated through dating apps. So I'm a big fan also of the IRL approach. Um, and it's tough. Like I really, I feel for guys, especially the shy ones or introverted ones, like it's really hard to walk up to a stranger. Um, but I, in my course, I teach like a little formula for doing it. Like, you know, have these things in mind, have a plan and like, yeah, you need to be able to go with the flow and like adjust accordingly, but just being like, I have to walk up to the stranger and say something is really overwhelming. <laughs> but if you're like, okay, here's like the things I can look for to say, here's something that is like friendly to break the ice. Okay. I know I need to keep eye contact and stand up straight and face towards her and speak clearly. Okay. I have this checklist. I'm going to go for it. They're going to get much better results, but that's really what it's like for a lot of these guys. Like they, you know, you girls obviously seem very like extroverted and friendly and like able to talk, you talk for a living, but a lot of uh, people, but guys included just don't have that natural inclination. So yeah. That's my other thing. Yeah. Like be forgiving of guys who approach you in real life. <laughs> They're trying. No, I, especially me and Hannah, you can attest this because you've seen me in action, like at bars mm-hmm. and stuff when I've had guys that come up to me and I can tell that they're interested. They're probably a little bit more reserved and more shy and like they want to ask for my number. And there's been multiple times where I almost have given them my number, but then they, they like had a confidence boost. They asked for my number. And I told them later, like, I mean, if you didn't ask for it, I was going to ask you for yours. And some of them have been like, I would not have believed you if you actually did that. I'm like, why? Like, why does that scare you like I'm not afraid of it like I'm just like I literally have went up to a guy at like a concert and was like YOLO um I think you're hot here's my number (laughs) and he was like I love that I don't know what to do with this information (laughs) (laughs) and I was like text me hi um but yeah I think that's like the dream of like all my clients like why don't women ever approach I'm like they do like you just have to be in the right place at the right time and like they're probably also subtly doing it like if you're at a bar and a girl Mm -hmm. looks over to you multiple times that is your cue to go talk to her and that can be your opener hey I think we made eye contact so I wanted to come introduce myself boom you're chatting yeah you don't have to like reinvent the wheel every time and like and the worst thing that she can say is no I wasn't and like I was looking at my friend behind you he said no just go and obviously she's not interested just go (laughs) yeah go to another bar uh no big deal it's a new group of people you don't have to no one saw that so it's all good yeah yeah and that's why it's so important and I talk about we were talking about this earlier to understand what you bring to the table and have a high opinion of yourself because if you have a high opinion of yourself you're not you know ruffled by some stranger not being interested in you her loss whatever next moving on it's not a big deal yeah absolutely um so we talked about like photos with dating apps. Do you think that there's anything else that men should start doing more often? Like when it comes to dating apps? I mean, photos are key. Also just having a profile that gives you, I tell my clients to make a profile that gives an idea of what it's like to spend time with you. Like the fact that you like burritos like doesn't really give me anything, give me any sense of like how it would be to spend a Sunday afternoon with you or like what we would do together. Yeah. So spend some time on your prompts. Like 
you said like how you spend time on the resume, spend the time on the prompts, like really draw, create, paint the picture of like what it's like to be with you. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So speaking of dating apps, uh, I have a couple of listener questions that we've gathered that I want to throw at you and get your opinion on. Some are from men, some are from women. Um, but I think a lot of these are great. Um, I think some guys feel, so we have one guy that said, um, some guys feel like dating is almost like a routine and like we're getting bored of it. Like what are some tips that you have for coming up like with unique date ideas to mix it up and not feel like it's so routine and also make it like more curated to the person that they're with. Mm. So like for first dates, do you think? He's yeah, asking? sure. Yeah. Or, okay. Well, my, I, I feel like the person who asked, cause I, I, I know the person who asked this one, okay. um, they, they, do the same kind of thing every mm-hmm. first date because it's comfortable and they are a little mm-hmm. bit more of a reserved person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I don't know what to do. What else to do besides go get drinks? Like mm-hmm. what else can you do for those kind of situations that also make the other person feel probably comfortable? Yeah. Well, he's not going to like my answer because my answer is that you should really have like one or two dialed first dates because a first date is really just to see if there's any sort of connection with this person. Like if you met them like out or it's a friend of a friend and you've been hanging out, like, you know, them a little bit more so you can do a little something a little more wild, you know, but like (laughs) if you just met this person like at a bar and just got their number or you met them online, like you want to have as little variance between other dates as possible so you can really just focus on like is there a connection do we share values do we have things in common if you're stressed out about like oh my god is the food really bad is like is the service suck it's so loud here i've never been here before then you're not going to be able to put the thought into like just the basic like okay am i compatible like should we get to know each other more Mm. um so i'm big fan of like very simple low investment first dates because those are also the ones that are easier to say yes Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. if some random guy was like do you want to go on like this hike I'd probably be like no are you gonna murder me in the woods (laughs) thank you like oh coffee (laughs) shop like on the corner of like this uh street I already know like yeah down let's like meet there yeah yeah suss each other out and like something we've talked about Emily you've talked about a lot is like when these men take us on these elaborate first dates that last like three, four hours, it sets up the standard that like has to be met. And then whenever they follow with like simpler dates or like a night on the couch, watching a movie, you're just not as like, you are expecting so much more. So I really like Mm -hmm. that idea of having that like more simple, easy first date where you just kind of get to know each other and what you like so that you can build on it instead of starting at like a hundred and then there's nowhere Mm -hmm. else to go. Yeah. I always say like, don't introduce me to a standard that you can't maintain. Um, so like if you're taking me out on a very lavish first date and then that that's, but that's not like your regular, that's not how you usually Mm -hmm. date. You're just doing it like for the first time. Um, I'm going to think that you like to do that constantly and I'm going to get used to that. And then I'm going to get very disappointed when you think, oh, let's just go to Shake Shack tonight for our date. I'm like, "Mm." you're like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) You, you showed me, you showed me, um, gold and, you know, champagne the first night. What's what happened to that? Like, where'd that go? Um, but I think, yeah, like you can keep it simple. Like you don't always have to go to like the same bar. Like, I think also like going to like if you want to go to a bar and get drinks, go somewhere that you've never gone before, like a bar you've mm-hmm. never been to before. So it's like kind of 
new and first for both of you in a way mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. really exciting the um a guy I recently dated like that was what we did on our first date and so we got to kind of explore it together and it kind of bonded us a little bit better in that way um I, like that. I didn't feel because he knew I didn't had never been there before so I didn't feel like lost uh on my own without mm-hmm. him that mm-hmm. makes sense um do you think that uh, men know by the first date if they see a relationship with a girl or they only see her as a hookup? This was a woman who sent this one in. Oh, the box theory? Yeah. Do I you don't believe, believe do you, in it. Oh, you don't believe in it? Do you find- I do not subscribe. No, no, that's great. That, that, that's great because I think like it limits so much that could happen going forward. Well, and I think it's like putting- it's kind of like, I don't know the right framing, but like thinking very little of guys that they can't like form enough of an opinion to have changed their mind and like learn something, like take in new information and then like have a new opinion. Like, of course they can. Like you, he might think you, he might like see you as just hookup potential at first. And then he gets to know you. He's like, wow, she's like really rad. And like, I want to date this girl. And that's definitely happens. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, one question that we got sent in actually made me laugh, um, which was, do you think enough men are in therapy? <laughs> and should, um, should men start going to therapy more? <laughs> yeah, I think like everyone, I don't think like anyone is ever like men, men or women like do enough therapy. Like I think <laughs> that therapy is so healthy. A lot of my clients work with a therapist in conjunction with working with me because I'm very clear about what I am and what I'm not. And I'm not a therapist. As much as like some people treat me like one, I'm not. (laughs) You're like, I am, I did not sign up for that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can give you dating advice, but a lot of that goes hand in hand and is like tactical, you know, the tactical dating stuff like still plays into your emotions and your investment. Like, why are you over investing and addressing that? So it does kind of all meld together. Awesome. Awesome. Um, How can men work on communicating better when it comes to like arguments and disagreements in their relationship? Because some of us tend to bottle things up and not say anything, or they blow up in their partner's face. Mm. So it's like a guy, a man asking how he can communicate better. Yes. Um, I mean, he kind of said, I think he like said it himself, like not letting it bottle up. You don't have, when you bring something up and broach a subject, you don't have to have an outcome in mind. Mm-hmm. You can just literally speak what's on your mind and have a conversation about it. And that will oftentimes alleviate the stress or the pressure, whatever has, is starting to build. But when you don't say anything and you're like, oh, this is really nagging at me, but I'm just going to pretend like everything's okay. Yeah. It's when then it ends up blowing up in the other person's face. And that's like not really fair for either person. Yeah. I think when I saw this one, I was like, you know, because I often used to uh, not feel like I would discuss like my needs and my wants like in the relationship because I was yeah. afraid, oh, if I do that and I upset them, then they're going to leave me. But I don't think that that's always the case. Obviously, I know it's not always the case. I've been in therapy. <laughs> but <laughs> I think some people, like they're still afraid to do that and they, they don't know how to communicate like their feelings or their needs. They know that they are not feeling their needs are being met, but they don't know how to articulate that because they probably haven't sat there and like defined what it is that is upsetting them or what it Mm -hmm. is that they feel like it's not being met if that makes sense yeah um and I I think men and women both uh those those are things that they don't really you know sit down to 
kind of define before they get into a relationship sometimes they just think like oh I really like this person like I like spending time with them I want to keep dating them but until like you know like what your standards are like what you're wanting like what your goal is with this relationship you can't control the other person so like if you don't feel like those things are getting met then like you're not going to really have the same goals like aligned and I think like that is like the number one thing I've thought of like when it came to dating was just in your job you would make sure that your goals are aligned with your boss what your boss wants and like what like Mm -hmm. the company's overall objectives are you also want to make sure that like in dating so it's always important to kind of think approach that I think some people are just afraid like oh, if I state all that, I'm going to come off as needy. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that that's needy at all. Like Mm -hmm. what, how do you approach that? Like when it comes to dating, like, have you, like with men, like, have you found that like a lot of guys like will be upfront with what they want with women on the very first date? Or does it usually come in like a little bit like later? Yeah. I talk about this a bit, you know, I think the, when things get coined as needy, it's when like what you're asking for from the partner or what you're doing is too far advanced from where the relationship is. So like what is warranted in the relationship. So yeah, if you're on a first date and you're, it's like, t- if it comes up that you want to get married and have kids and that's a goal of yours, great. But like interrogating this person or trying to decide if they're the person you're going to marry is not realistic. That is yeah inappropriate that is an inappropriate level of needs or investment for to where you are in the relationship so it's a bit of a balancing act and I think people not just men but people struggle with that and remembering like okay like how can I be more present and stay in this moment like this I I cannot possibly know if this person is going to be my future husband and wife after spending one hour with them and so I shouldn't treat them like they are (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why I said like, you know, have like, yes, having the goal of you want to be married in mind, but you don't know if you want to be married to this specific person yet. So yeah. saying that like, that's what you're looking for and that's what you're wanting. You're just making sure that your goals are aligned. That's all yeah. you're doing. Like, and you're not saying I want to be married to you. You're just saying, I yeah. want to be married. I want to make sure for the most successful relationship that we have the same mm-hmm. end goal, because if you don't want to get married, then what the fuck is the point of us dating? Right. Yeah. And the way I recommend phrasing that is because I think people are scared. Like, I don't want to say it because I, I don't want to come off, you know, like that I think it's them. So I'm like, okay, you just say like, I'm looking forward to finding the right person for me to one day have a like a long-term relationship with, or I look I look forward to settling down with when I find the right person who I have shared values with and I can see a long-term future with like you make it clear that you're looking for a specific somebody not just anybody who's willing to marry you yes yeah. exactly and that like takes the pressure off of that person too which is yeah nice. yeah because I think at least like for women like you you're in those few first dates where you're like well we didn't have we haven't established what we are I don't know what they want like if you just go ahead and knock that out in the beginning stages mm-hmm. then like in the cup first couple of dates and you're not going to be in this confusion like I don't know what he wants well he said on the first date that you know you said you wanted to be in a serious relationship he said the same thing then you know that that's what they're looking for they're not going to waste your time because mm-hmm. that's my ultimate rule that's a really good point just, yeah don't waste my time. Like yeah. the minute you feel like you're not interested in this, let me know. So we can just kind of move on. I, yeah. I just don't want to waste. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And I, yes, it takes a couple of dates to figure out if you really want to be with this person and you like spending time with them, you're not going to know that like a month into it. Cause if mm-hmm. you did, you 
there might be some codependency there might be some other issues going on there but Mm -hmm. you know you can have that an idea you can see potential yes absolutely Yeah. yeah but you know you'll know you should know by like the first date at least I do by the first date, I, I know what I am wanting the end goal to be with whoever I'm dating. I want to be married. So that is what I go ahead and say like, Hey, like I, you know, like, what are you looking for? Like, I am wanting to, you know, to find somebody that I, I can spend the rest of my life with eventually. I'm not saying that's you or anything, but that's mm-hmm. just like what my goals are. What is your goals for dating? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking for? Um, yeah. And it just takes so much pressure off. You can finally breathe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I feel like um because you just have to take people out of the word like that's all you can do is take yeah. People out of the word. yeah I love that I think that's actually really smart because then you're not wondering what do they want you already know what they want that you don't yeah. know if it's with you because you don't know if it's with them yeah but at least that's not like a preoccupying thought yeah and I you just have that. to you just have to trust that this person is gonna and be part true of to their word yeah, you, yeah with everything you have to trust that they're like yeah that's a part of life you just have to trust you gotta trust me trust things <laughs> because I mean trust me I hear it from a lot of girls like I hear it from both sides because I have a lot of male friends that like tell me that you know they, they just don't know like what girls are like looking for and I'm like well have you asked her like just she's a person you can you can talk oh. to her you can oh. ask her and it's the same thing like with guys like you can ask him like you're if you're dating him and sleeping with him you're allowed to ask this person questions like <laughs> that's like dating 101 you're allowed to ask them and it's not that terrifying because I promise you once you like have the answer it just takes so much weight off of everything and you're yeah. not going to be sitting there like building up in your head mm-hmm. yeah I completely agree I think that's smart well, I have loved chatting with you. You have been such a delight. Um, before we let you go, uh, we kind of like to end every like episode like with a overall like survival tip. So basically just like one survival tip that you would give um, men like in the dating world. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Instagram, guys. <laughs> dating by Blaine. <laughs> You'll get all your tips. <laughs> yeah. Be yourself and like, don't be afraid to like, market yourself like I said women are only going to know what you tell them I love that I love that speaking of your Instagram where else can everybody find you like what's your website feel free to shout out everything yeah I'm dating my Blaine across all platforms so datingmyblaine.com TikTok Instagram YouTube I think is the same (laughs) love that she's on everything well Well, we have loved chatting with you, Blaine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been such a delight. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I love talking to powerful women. I feel like I'm always on men's podcasts. Oh, we love it. We love it. We love it. (laughs) I love it too. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals. And we hope you come back for our next journey.